Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, November 20th, 2017, 7 a.m. Eastern Meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book, and we are on page XXIII, forward to the first edition. We're beginning with with the first paragraph, this fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous, and reading through four paragraphs, ending in all its power and simplicity. The reference number, oh, excuse me, today's readers for the 12 steps, Nancy H. For the 12 traditions, Esther F. And our readers of the text are Elizabeth H., Allison L., and Craig F. The reference number for yesterday, Sunday, November 19th, is 10,691. Again, that's 10691. Um, Our newcomer greeter is Penny C, and the host for the second hour is Nadia B. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Nancy H. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. This is Nancy H., a recovering compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. The 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Nancy. Um, I'll now ask Esther F. to please read the 12 Traditions. 
Good morning. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there has been one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Esther. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery, described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And please, if you will, do not use a speaker, a speaker on your phone. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page XXIII, forward to the fourth edition, beginning at the first paragraph, this fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous, reading through four paragraphs, ending in all its power and simplicity. And I'll now ask Elizabeth H. to get us started. Good morning. This is Elizabeth H., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Orlando, Florida. Forward to the fourth edition. This fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous came off press in November 2001 at the start of a new millennium. Since the third edition was published in 1976, worldwide membership of OA has just about doubled to an estimated 2 million or more with nearly 100,800 groups meeting in approximately 150 countries around the world. 
Literature has played a major role in AA's growth, and a striking phenomenon of the past quarter century has been the explosion of translations of our basic literature into many languages and dialects. In country after country where the AAC seed was planted, it has taken root slowly at first, then growing by leaps and bounds when literature has become available. Currently, Alcoholics Anonymous has been translated into 43 languages. As the message of recovery has reached larger numbers of people, it has also touched the lives of a vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics. When the phrase, we are people who normally would not mix, page 17 of this book, was written in 1939, it referred to a fellowship composed largely of men and a few women with quite similar social, ethnic, and economic backgrounds. Like so much of AA's basic text, those words have proved to be far more visionary than the founding members could ever have imagined. The stories added to this edition represent a membership whose characteristics of age, gender, race, and culture have widened and have deepened to encompass virtually everyone the first 100 members could have hoped to reach. While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, sweeping changes in society as a whole are reflected in new customs and practices within the fellowship. Taking advantage of technological advances, for example, AA's members with computers can participate in meetings online, sharing with fellow alcoholics across the country or around the world. In any meeting, anywhere, AAs share experience, strength, and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. Modem to modem or face to face, AAs speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. So I'll share briefly on that. Again, my name is Elizabeth H. I'm a compulsive recovered overeater in Orlando, and there's so much to take in. I'm, I'm so thankful that we have all of these additions so that we can see um, the, the, you know, simple and humble beginnings of AA and then how by staying true to the steps and the traditions found within this literature, um, the uh, the fellowship just completely grew and grew and grew and is now, there's a footnote, in 2015 it was in 69 languages and to know that AA has continued to inspire so many um, brother and sister organizations is just amazing. Um, what I really uh, took the most from this was the we are people who normally would not mix and I think of myself when I entered OA and um, the narrow perspective I had of who was recovered or who would be my friend in the program or who would be a good sponsor. And I went to the youngest, most beautiful, thinnest person by my perception in the room. Um, and she was my first sponsor and she got me started and I'm very thankful for her. But now that I've been in the program for a long time, I have friends of so many different ages and body types and economic statuses and, and uh, ethnicities, and I'm just in religion. 
and I'm really thankful for uh, the diversity in this program, both for proof in the fact that it works um, if you work it, and um, just for how it's changed me as a person and um, expanded the possibilities in my life. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, uh, Elizabeth H. And now I will, we can open the lines for those who'd like to share on what Elizabeth read. Kathy from Boston. Chrissy G. Kathy K. Chrissy, Kathy. I have, so far I have Katie G, Matt M, Chrissy G, I think Kathy, you'll have to tell me, and Charles H. Okay, let's go, let's stop with Vasa O. We're, so it'll be Katie G, Matt M, Chrissy G, Kathy, if you'll give me your last initial, Charles H, and Vasa O. So Katie G, please get us started. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic, and just on fire hearing this beautiful message. Modem to, okay, AA speaks a language of the heart in all of its power and simplicity. You know, the language of the heart, um, I feel like it strips away all of our external coverings, right? Like um, like the previous speaker said, you know, I came in here and I was, well, first of all, I wasn't looking for a relationship with God. But second of all, I was pretty blocked. Like if you didn't look a certain way or, you know, sound a certain way, I didn't know how to relate to you. And And the language of the heart, God speaks within us within each of our hearts this language and we're able to speak with each other and you know it says in all its power and simplicity and it talks about preserving the integrity of the steps well one of my first sponsors used to say to me katie you know if i ask you what time it is you tell me how to make a clock and she's right like i don't keep anything simple you know i want a chapter called into feelings i want a chapter called into thinking and i complicate everything but in our meetings what is broken down is you know i i I think therapy has a wonderful place but I went to therapy to complain, to get people on my side. And what's phenomenal about you and the way you share your experience, strength, and hope is if I call you and I have a problem, you're not going to say, oh my gosh, Katie, you are such a victim. I am so sorry. And why is that important? Because I have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. And if you help me, like if we talk about my obsession of the mind and it gets worse and worse, resentment is the number one offender, and I'm feeling and refeeling and redoing and I'm not doing a turnaround and I'm not saying that I am responsible for the problem, then guess what? Eating is going to be a step up. And that is why I love the fact that, you know, we keep growing. I mean, it it gets said all the time, but, you know, I, I, my closest friends are people I would never, I would never have met and what a beautiful blessing it is. And we are a rainbow of beautiful people. But what breaks us down is, is this disease. We have this, this common ailment and we have this common solution. And I really feel like in many ways, the simplicity and power of the steps broke me down, broke my barriers down. So I don't need to be KDG from Boston in order to tell you my truth. All I need to do is open my mouth, well, excuse me, pray, 
open my mouth and ask God to put on my tongue the words that, that he needs me to. And that breaks down all the barriers between all of us. And it's not some like hidey fighting magic thing. It is the power of God. And I am so blessed to be surrounded by all of you and to hear your language of the heart. Because why? It's helping me live today. It's helping me keep another drunk off the street. And that is a privilege. So I'm going to keep showing up shoulder to shoulder with all of you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie G. And Matt M., you're up next, followed by Chrissy G. Thank you, Lisa. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M., a compulsive overeater. Yeah, it's amazing how much the literature has played a whole role in AA's growth by leaps and bounds. You know, this big book has gotten around to so many people around the world. It's been translated into 43, language, 43 languages and to many different countries around the world. And I love that phrase, we are normally people who would not mix. I never thought that I had prejudices when I was growing up, but I did. And my eyes, since coming to this program back in uh, ten, over 10 years ago, my eyes have been open, and I made friends I never thought I would ever make friends with. And I didn't realize growing up that I had certain prejudices and certain things that in my mind, certain morals and values, that I realized I had to let them all go because I was tested, and each one of them failed in the light of, in the light of experience, that they weren't real, they weren't good, they weren't good values to have and morals to have. I'm grateful that I met the people I've met in the rooms. I'm grateful I went to that convention. I'm grateful that I have good friends in the rooms that I can call if I need them. I have a really close friend who lives, lives for me down the street, lives down the street for me, and uh, she's amazing, and I'm glad I have her in my life. And I'm just grateful, like I said, this program has saved my life. I don't want to be one of those drunks out in the street binging all day and all night, not knowing which, which, which way to go and which way is up, which way is down. I'm grateful I don't have to do that today. And I'm also very grateful for all the technology that keeps us connected, like the phone, the Internet, for the vision website, so I can register myself and have my number there for people to call. I'm grateful to have, um, they said, the phone to call people at Stylance. It doesn't mean it exists because I really can't get to face-to-face meetings. I don't drive. I have a license, but I don't drive. So I'm very grateful for all the different ways of uh, connection that I found in this room. I'm glad that we're staying together. This group is very strong, but it's a shame to see how much away it's fractured over the years, different sects, and we should all be coming together instead of coming apart. And uh, I'm grateful that the recovery is in the rooms here. I feel comfortable here, and I'm glad I'm here. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Matt. Um, Chrissy G., you're up, followed by Kathy K. Hi, it's Chrissy G., recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic from New Jersey. And I... I can see how the antidote to this disease is is the right kind of connection with my, with my fellows, just with other people, the right kind of connection. What's the right kind of connection? I'm thinking, you know, that authentic language of the heart, that truth spoken, not all the cover-up stories that I used to have about who Chrissy was, but really who I am, to just be who I am, accept myself for who I am, regardless of what anybody thinks or says about it. I don't have to spend my life trying to cover up all my shame and embarrassment about who I am. I just can talk to you and realize that we're just the same. I mean, that was the magic that really, this magic salve that really healed me when I first came into the program. When I went to meetings and it was face-to-face meetings then and that's all that was available. But when I went to the face-to-face meetings, and I heard people share the truth about themselves, just completely, you know, you know, vulnerable before before the whole group. 
and just pouring out their souls. And it was so healing for me. It was so freeing for me. And I still get that same feeling and reaction when I hear people share from the heart. And it's, it, it's so important for, for me to be able to see not just the strength in the program, but really the pain and the vulnerability that we feel. And regardless, in the face of that pain and vulnerability, there's hope. And there's a process that we work through to get through, to rise above, to get past all of our difficulties and go another day sober and abstinent and sane and healthy, hopefully. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Chrissy. And Kathy Kay, you're up, followed by Charles H. Uh, good morning. This is Kathy Kay, recovered compulsive overeater from Boston, and thank you, Lisa, for your service. Um, I am so delighted that we're reading this um, uh, fourth preface today. Um, it just, I mean, it's amazing to think about all the change that has come about even since 2001 when this was written. Um, I'm I am thinking about that phrase, we are people who normally would not mix, and then that um, stories have been added uh, to this edition represent membership whose characteristics of age, gender, race, and culture have widened and so on. And I'm thinking that wherever I go um, now and for the last 20 years, um, I have the opportunity to connect heart to heart with other people. Um, I remember the first experience I had of this early in my journey um, with the big book. I had a big book sitting on my living room table and someone came to the house to do some carpentry work in our kitchen and he noticed the big book on my dining room table, and he said to me, are you a friend of Bill W.? And um, we started talking. It was the most unlikely conversation I would have thought to have had that day. And similarly, when I travel and I go to seek out a meeting um, or when I went on a cruise and they had Friends of Bill W. meetings on the calendar for the ship. I mean, these are uh, amazing opportunities to connect uh, in the heart, in an authentic way, in a way that strengthens my recovery on a daily basis. And I should mention that I've also noticed Probably about five years into my journey in OA, that my relationships in my work life were transforming as well. I was an educator by profession, and I found myself being so different in the classroom and noticing that it had to do with the internal psychic change that I was experiencing. So, you know, this fourth uh, um, preface really reminds me um, that AA and the 12 steps and OA are so much bigger than just um, uh, helping us with our illness. 
it's really a movement of social change that goes way beyond us. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kathy Kay. And Charles H., you're up, followed by Vasa O. Thank you, Lisa, for your service. Charles H., a recovered compulsive reader. I want to drill down to where it says, you know, AA has taken root. And, um, you know, we... You know, for me, I I don't know if I'm planting a seed or watering, or watering the cement. Um, I'm not going. I'm not going to waste any of one second on talking about the status of Overeaters Anonymous, because I could bitch, moan, and complain, or I could recover, recover, recover. And you know, to talk about we we are people who would normally wouldn't mix. You know, I went to a couple of anorexic meet, meetings yesterday, and it was a great opportunity to carry this message in the big book because, you know, everybody was talking about what they was talking about, and that, that's fine because, you know, I think a healthy OA meeting is a meeting that your food plan is an outside issue, and you should be able to talk about any food because if you can't talk about any specific food in an OA meeting, where can the newcomer talk about it? We hear stuff like, oh, you know what I mean. No, I don't. Do I want to be the thin body? I don't know what you mean. I know what you mean as a newcomer. So I shared, I took my three minutes and shared my experience, strength, and hope from the big book. Because one thing I know is the big book is like a roaring lion. I ain't got to defend it. I let it go, and it defends itself. You know, and, and they looked at me like, you know, like I had 15 heads. But after the two meetings, you know, they said, oh, man, tell me about this thing. And it was a great opportunity to to um to water some seeds that was through the cement. The cement and the simple religious idea is I can't. And they were like, I heard this man say that he was on a six step for three years. And he was like, wow, man, I didn't know we could do it that fast. So I planted some seeds yesterday. Thank you, God, for using me. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Charles H. And Vasa O. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Lisa, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from from Florida. And I love going through uh, all these additions, how, you know, how the program started over the years. And I did not have the fourth edition. I had to go buy myself a book because my other book is really falling apart, but I cannot let go because I have so many marks on it. But anyways, uh, yeah, I lived from my mind, from my head when I came to Overeaters Anonymous, and eventually I've been brought uh, to my heart. And uh, I love the way it has mushroomed over the years, uh, AA. And I was so amazed when I read the first edition how only 100 men and women had recovered, you know, and how... From then, you know, it's like thousands and thousands and, you know, millions by now, you know, by the, and this is, this was published in 2001, and, you know, here we're another 15, 16 years later, but anyways, I'm just so, so, so grateful I found uh, the program, and I was given this big book. Um, over the years, I've grown and matured and transformed of, you know, working through the steps. Uh, and my world, my world was so little in, before I came to Overeaters Anonymous. 
and my world is so much bigger today, and I can go anywhere in the world, any place, and I feel like I'm at home. You know, these people understand what I'm talking, and I understand what they're talking. And I remember when we we come to Florida for the winter, we are snowbirds from north, and I was literally in a panic. I said, oh, my God, I'm going to find a meeting. And my husband didn't want me to, you know, he's they're cults. You don't want to go there. They're crazy, whatever. I thank God I stuck with the program over the years. By the time we were ready to move to Florida, you know, he was he's good with the, with the computer. So he got on the computer. He said, oh, I found the meeting for you. And I was so grateful. But I'm really so grateful that for the technology that we have today. I mean, especially this vision for you. I mean, I like yeah. I used to travel. I used to go here and there, you know. And now I love. I mean, I love being home, and I do go to live meetings, but to not to as many. And I listened to the special edition yesterday. You know, I can call on the callback number. I can I can listen any time during the day. So it's such a blessing. I, I've gone on cruises, and, you know, they have AA meetings there. I worked as a sales lady, and I had my big book right there on the desk, you know, and people come, you know, customers, and they say, are you the, uh, the friend of Time. Bill W? I'll wrap it up. Bill W. I said, sure, you know. I was hoping my, my boss would pick it up. The, there's a lot of addictions in in the place over there. But anyways, it's it's important that I stick with it, and I give it away. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And before I take another list of names, I'll just remind everybody where, where we're reading. Um, we are on page XXIII, forward to the fourth edition. And we're reading all four paragraphs, starting this fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous, Ending on XXIV with uh, all its power and simplicity. So, who would like to share? Lisa Barbara E. This is Larry. Penny S. Okay, just a second. I have Lisa B., Anna K., there was someone before Larry K. Bob K. Barbara E. came before. Okay, Barbara E., Okay, and there was one other person that I did not, I didn't get their name. No, I still didn't get it. Try one more time. Martha. 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 One other person. K. Somebody K. Kenny. Sorry. Okay. I've got Jeanette. So let me tell you what I have. I have Lisa B. Anna K, uh, Barbara E, Larry K, Martha S, Jeanette S, and there was somebody K. Chach. Uh, Chach? Okay. Chach. C-A-T. Oh, C-A-T. Thank you, Kat. Okay, so let's, let's start with Lisa B. Good morning, Lisa. This is Lisa B. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And the line that uh, really speaks to me is it talks about the AA seed was planted, that it had taken root slowly at first, then growing by leaps and bounds when literature has become available. And that is truly my experience. Um, So the message of depth and weight, uh, you know, really did pull me in. Um, But 
I then just dwindled and died uh, like a little bud on a plant, you know, because I did not have this powerful volume. Our basic text is the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and that I did not have that, and I really kind of just died on the vine. Uh, Then when I was led, thank goodness, by the grace of my higher power to OA and a vision for you, where this meeting focuses on the big book, um, I was able to grow by leaps and bounds. And what really made it also more powerful for me was meeting someone in whom the problem had been solved that truly had worked all the 12 steps entirely abstinent. And just like the 12 steps says, you know, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of this step. And that was her experience. She was able to then carry this message in this book to me, you know, not really her message or her personality or her opinion. It was this message. And when I later would go back and talk to my very first sponsor that I had in another fellowship and make quotes from this big book, and, you know, sadly with her, we never used the big book at all. I would make quotes from the big book, and she then got pulled in by the message of depth and weight. And she said, what is it that you're talking about? And I said, this is from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, so sadly, there are places that really we don't use the book. So I need this message of depth and weight that is in this volume because it wasn't until I followed the precise directions in this book, the 12 steps, the way it's laid out, that I too now am recovered and am free um, and am able to be useful and carry the message. So it's, you know, it just took what it took. But I'm so grateful for this volume in our basic text. With that, I pass. Thank you, Lisa B. And Anna Kay, you're up, followed by Barbara E. Hi there. Thank you very much, moderator. Could you kindly um, time me? Um, I sure will. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Um, Anna Kay, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater for somewhat over a year. I'm not sure how long, but very happy about that. Anyway. Uh, I've been in and out of the rooms for over 32 years. Maybe it's 33 now. But one of the most beautiful experiences I ever had was when I was around 37, I was studying sign language. And my professor was a, a deaf professor. They, they usually were deaf who taught sign language, American sign language. Anyway, um, he was an actor, a well-known actor in the deaf community and to, you know, the regular community out there. Anyway, he did the first signed ASL version of the big book. And since he was my professor, he had brought our class there for the presentation of this big book. I was around 37, so I'm going to say that's like 25 years ago. It was astounding because it was brought up in American Sign Language, not signed English, the big book, in a video format so that it could be fully understood by the deaf community. It was astounding. It was beautiful that I was there to see that was amazing. And, you know, we just don't realize that just English, a lot of deaf people don't understand English because that's not their first language. It's just beautiful that we can have the big book in any format now that just blows me away. And we can open our arms to all kinds of addicts to, to share in the message of the 12 steps through the big book. Anyway, I wanted to share that and say how astounding this whole program is. And thank you for everybody on the line and everything. So take care. (laughs) Bye-bye. 
Thank you, Anna Kay. And Barbara E., you're up, followed by Larry Kay. Thank you so much, and I would appreciate your timing because I don't have my timer set either. First of all, thank you so much for your service and everyone who shared before you and will share after you. I loved the special edition yesterday, especially the opportunity for so many people who've never jumped in, never had the courage or the opportunity to share online and share their gratitude for what Vision for You and OA has meant to them and even naming particular people. I love everything that's been shared, and I've never read the four words to the first, second, third, and fourth edition. And it was really enlightening for me to see the explosion, which is not unpredictable considering our use of technology today. However, I would like to just take this opportunity and privilege to digress and say that I went to a wonderful OA, not Vision for You, but OA retreat at Star Lake last year. And I had won the lottery for my home group, giving me the opportunity to go. When I was there, I met and had meals with a person who was working with Vision for You. And she shared her transformation over the years. She absolutely glowed. And she was the one who led me in this unexpected venue to embrace Vision for You and learn about and study the big book from page the cover all the way through the uh, first, well, I will say 164 steps, uh, chapters, pages. And yesterday, with tears in my eyes but joy in my heart, I released one of my sponsors out there, having finished the 12th step with her. And, of course, she knows she'll always be in the steps, but challenging her, encouraging her, to go on and work with others in spite of her fears that she was not good enough because fearing one is not good enough is just another form of ego. Of course we'll be good enough because God is speaking through us. And in the chapter entitled Our Southern Friend is a beautiful prayer. It says, God, I'm here and here are all my troubles. I've made a mess of things and can't do anything about it. You take me in all my troubles and do anything you want with me. And that's so beautiful. And that's what I have to remember every day. I am just God's vessel doing the best I can and knowing that God is speaking through me. And it's such a wonderful joy to take someone through the 12 steps and to learn. Thank you so much and to learn everything there is to learn and to remain teachable. Thank you again to this lady and to you. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. And Larry Kay, you're up, followed by Martha F. Thanks so much um, for your service. This is Larry Kay, and I'm, I'm uh, recovered today from Chicago. You know, the... Um, 
the technology is great. The access to this, to this knowledge, which leads to a, a spiritual awakening that leads to some sort of psychic change, um, is, is extraordinary when we see, you know, we're on the telephone, we see, but I tell you, I, for me, you know, I've, I've also, um, there was barriers in my mind, I believe, maybe it was the modularity, uh, you know, modularity notion of the mind, you know, where you, you have different kind of structures in the mind and we like to keep things separate and we like to really focus on rules and barriers and so forth. And maybe that's inherent in our mind, right? And why is that important? Because it was those barriers in my mind that led me to create rules and perceive rules that kept me from really immersing myself in this program of action. So for example, for example, I, I would I remember someone in OA spent 30 or more years in OA that had suggested to me, because I wasn't getting well. And he had suggested, suggested to me that, Larry, why don't you get yourself to an AA meeting? Now, oh, here was the modularity of my mind, singleness of purpose, whoa, buddy. No, 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 don't tell. Now, this guy's been well a long time, <laughs> okay? And he's been spiritually serene, lovely gentleman, right? And he's breaking my rule. Oh, no, no, no. The language of the heart, you can't find it, Larry, in AA. Oh, no. I was wrong. I did find it in lots of places. See, God was present in lots of places. And I needed to be open. I needed to have an open mind. People find recovery in, this, in these rooms, on this phone line. And that's a beautiful thing. Other people find, you can find recovery everywhere. You just have to find, the, you just have to follow the practical program of action. I lead that meeting sometimes when asked, that AA meeting. And I do have an alcoholic mind. And it did, and, and what was nice about it was that they were, they were focused on the big book, kind of like we do here. And they studied intensely the big book. And, and someone for the first time cracked open the big book for me. And I was able to open my mind to replacing alcoholic and alcoholism with compulsive overeater and compulsive eating. I was able to do that. And that was really necessary for me. So if you find it in whatever way you find it, and there's my timer, it's still a beautiful program of action. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. And Martha S., you're up, followed by Jeanette S. Yes, good morning. This is Martha S. is in Sam in upstate New York, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I'm glad to be able to join you. I'm not usually able to be on the phone meeting this morning. <clears throat> I wanted to kind of drill down on that, that line in the last paragraph, technological advances, because <clears throat> I realized when we were reading it, that a couple specific technological advances helped me to practice step 10 and 11 in particular until I was able to feel a strong enough connection with my higher power to go directly to my higher power for most step, most of step 10 and step 11. 
So I just wanted to share briefly. Um, for step 10, when I got there on page 80, uh, 84, I felt like I, you know, I, I had a group of 10-step buddies I could call, but it was hard to connect with them, you know, um, send them a text and wait, you know, to see if they're available. So I, I heard, I think it was a speaker on a vision for you on a Sunday morning, talk about um, having a 10-step texting group. So I talked to her and she helped me figure out how to start one. And that was helpful for a while so we could have a group of people to to send a group text to. But um, I was newly recovered and doing more 10 steps um, than some of the folks who've been recovered for years. Um, because, you know, the more, I think the longer you're recovered, maybe, at least that's my experience, the fewer 10-step calls you might need to make. I mean, you're doing 10 steps throughout the day, but you might not need to share all of them on the phone because <clears throat> you're at, you know, I'm asking the higher power to, um, I'm watching for my defects as they come up throughout the day. I'm asking the higher power to, to remove the ones that are blocking me from being useful to my higher power and to um, my fellows, and I'm turning my attention to someone I can help throughout the day. But anyway, texting group was helpful, and then when I felt like it wasn't that helpful anymore, um, I heard another speaker on Envision for you talk about a 10-step train where you have a buddy. Every two weeks, you switch to a different buddy, and you call that person every day, and you share a 10-step with them. So I started a train. Um, again, I felt directed by my higher power to do that. And I think the train is still going. It's been over a year now. I'm no longer part of the train because I, after a lot of practice, after about six months, I felt like I could take most of my 10 steps directly to my higher power and didn't need to share all of them all the time on the phone. Um, but it's still going strong and there's new coordinators and it's still going strong. Um, briefly, 11-step nightly review, page 86. Again, for several months when I was first practicing step 11 nightly reviews, I had an 11-step um, email partner, and we would trade nightly reviews through email. And again, it got to Time. the point where, thank you, I'll wrap up. Again, it just got to the point where I wanted to connect directly with, to my higher power in nightly prayer and meditation and not go through technology. I just wanted to share those practical tips. Thank you for, your, for listening. I'll pass. Thank you, Martha S. And Jeanette S., you're up, followed by Kat K. Hi, this is Jeanette S., um, recovered compulsive overeater, now from Maybrook, New York. I couldn't share on the line with gratitude because I was being moved yesterday, and I'm so grateful that I was being moved. Um, <laughs> the whole move, the whole thing was so... Amazing, big God move. So there's my gratitude. Um, what I wanted to talk about was that itty-bitty, teeny-tiny print on the bottom, the uh, footnote. So being the geek engineer, um, techie brain that I am, I just did some math on that. So from 1939 through 2001, there was 43 languages, it says. Um, that's 62 years. So it, if you do, you know, if you divide it out, I'm sure this is not how it went. It took like a year and a half per language. 
um, from 2001 to 2016, the little footnote, that's 15 years. It increased 61% in 15 years as opposed to the prior 62 years. Um, I know this might be over a lot of people's heads, but this is for the geeksters out there. Um, so that's 27 more languages. And I did the math on that. So that was one language every six months as opposed to one language every year and a half. I'm sure that's not the graph. I would love to see the graph. I would bet any amount of money it's a geographic progression. And I, my mind took that geographic progression and said, you know what? This book is going to be in every language, in every country, forever. Then this mind went to, you know what? Then the leaders of the countries are going to get this big book. The whole world is going to get this big book. And then maybe, just then maybe, we would be able to save ourselves and save this planet. And I'm so excited about that. Woohoo! Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Jeanette S. And Kat K., you're up. Hello. Thank you. Um, really grateful for this meeting. Um, just wanted to share, obviously, technological advances um, have allowed meetings like a vision for you as well as ability to download the podcast and listen whenever you want, which is immensely helpful. Um, and it allows um, you know, to attract people that this, they may be more inclined, like myself, to, to um, want to participate in meetings in this way. However, I also have to recognize the value of face-to-face -face meetings and the human connection of, um, of, of seeing someone, you know, eye to eye, and the kind of em empathy, and, um, and I think that's why the conventions, uh, Vision for You conventions are so powerful, because they're already powerful, and imagine adding that human interaction that makes, you know, um, empathy and the ability to feel even greater. So with that being said, um, I wanted, I felt compelled to share because um, I live in Ann Arbor where um, <clears throat> we're a big university town and most of the meetings are a little far away from campus and mostly um, those that aren't college age students. But I, um, I, I got my, I, I basically, my disease really started kicking in when I was in college due to the all you can eat meal plans and I feel really compelled to start a meeting here on campus for those that are younger because the reality is, is um, if we don't renew our membership with those that are younger because we haven't found a way to connect, then I think that could impede with spreading the message. Um, so I just wanted to share um, how important the diversity piece is in age as well as um, you know, in ethnic, religion, so on and so forth. So I just felt compelled to share that. Um, thanks to my sponsor for pushing me to share on the line. Thank you, and have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Kat Kay. Um, looks like we have time for one, maybe two short shares. Anybody else want to come in and share? Penny E. Nancy Not H. Penny. Okay, Penny E. and Nancy H. Hopefully we'll have time, Nancy. Um, Penny E., go ahead. 
Okay, thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Penny E., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overreader from South Jersey. So literature has played a major role in AA's growth. It's mind-boggling. To me, it is absolutely mind-boggling. The woman who just shared with all those numbers, like, I didn't get it, but I got it. Uh, Mind-boggling. And um, just, there are so many different prints of the big book. I mean, how many books out there can you get in ten different forms? And I wrote them down. There's a hardback book. There's a softback portable book. There's a small 164 pages, which is called the pocket size. There's a large print. There's a large print abridged, which is only the first 164 pages. There's big book apps somebody talked about. There's CDs, if you want to listen to CDs in your car. They also have an anniversary edition, the 75th anniversary edition, which is exactly the original big book. It's a big book. Um, And they also have literature in Braille. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling. I have the fourth edition, and mine is the first printing, but I think it's up to 16 or 17 printings. If you go into your book on the page opposite the contents, it'll show you how many printings. And I don't know how many are in each printing, but also mind-boggling. This book is the ultimate sponsor. And I always say, like, if I could pick my sponsor, I would want Bill and Bob. Meet me at Starbucks. Meet me at Starbucks. Tell me how it works. And uh, then I always have to throw in a joke. They would go crazy at how much a cup of coffee costs, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But just mind-boggling. This is it. This is the meat and the potatoes, and uh, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to share. Love you all. Have a God-filled day. Thanks. Thank you, Penny E. And Nancy H., looks like you have two minutes. Okay, great. Um, This is Nancy H., uh, Recovering Compulsive Overeater in New Jersey. And I'm so, so grateful to a vision for you, um, for everything that you have done for me and my uh, abstinence and my sobriety. Um, Like many people, been going to OA for a long time, not getting it, going out, you know, breaking my abstinence. Um, With a vision for you, I just feel so much more centered and more understanding and I feel like I'm working it and that I will be recovered working with a sponsor on the steps. Last thing I want to share that I've also been in AA recovering for 31 years um, and I'm able to use what a vision for you has taught me about the big book in AA and I just think that is marvelous. Singleness of purpose is important but the fact that the vision for you opened up the big book And just the process of recovery in a much clearer, cleaner way is totally amazing to me. And thank you all for your service, and this program is definitely God-given. That's it. Thanks. Thank you so much, Nancy H., and thank you to everyone who has shared today. Uh, The share ID for this morning's meeting, Monday, November 20th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, is 10692. Again, that's 10692. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Allison L. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, good morning. This is Allison L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. 
ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.